Welcome to All The Things Podcast. I'm Regina Lawrence, your host. I'm a lawyer turned soulful business strategist and transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I've created a community of women who can truly be all the things, successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique, all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that societal norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Each week, I'll bring you episodes where we dive deep into business, entrepreneurship, and a whole host of topics to help us dive into who we truly are so that we can really be all the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, I know that starting a business can be really complicated, confusing, scary, and there's so many moments when you're starting your business or when you're pivoting your business, you feel really, really confused and like you have no one to talk to. I totally understand that because when I started my coaching business, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I tried a million things and I would hit dead ends and I would just try and try and try and try. Luckily, I was able to figure it out, but I had to take the long way. And that is exactly why I am the business coach that I am, because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all of the things, and I know what works in creating, scaling, and pivoting your online and coaching business. If you are needing a friend, if you are needing a coach and somebody to hold your hand through this crazy process of growing your business online, schedule a free 30-minute virtual coffee chat with me. Go to my website, reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat, and we can hop on and talk about one particular issue in your business that you are struggling with right now, and by the end of that 30 minutes, I promise you that you will have a solution. Once again, it's www.reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat. I cannot wait to talk to you and help you unravel anything that you are struggling with in your business right now. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence, and today has been quite an epic podcasting day. There have been lots of powerhouse women who I have gotten the chance to interview, and I will be sharing with you guys in the upcoming weeks. Actually, this week we recorded four new podcast episodes. So I'm so excited for you guys to check them out. And today's episode will not disappoint. Today on the podcast, I have my friend and fellow coach, Leanne Lopez-Mosley. Leanne is a female entrepreneur and business strategist. And over the past decade, she has helped women and businesses all over the world improve both their productivity and their results. She is the Productivity Queen, and she created a Productivity Queen Academy and coaching programs, and through those, she empowers women to be, do, and have it all without compromise. You're going to love her. You're going to love her beautiful British accent. She is so fucking funny. She is so real. She is so authentic, and today, we talk about a lot of different things. Leanne, like me, is a corporate dropout who is now a badass coach and a business owner. So she's coaching and she's doing consulting and she talks about that on the podcast. She talks about taking really messy action in her business and how she actually created the business. And then we've talked for a while about how niching down has really helped her gain traffic and success. Guys, 
This is something I talk about all the time. It's all about the niches. The riches are in the motherfucking riches. We get scared to niche down, which is something that Leanne and I talk about today, but it's in niching down that we can actually serve our people and serve them well instead of trying to serve every single person on the planet because we can't, because we can't effectively market to every single person on the planet. So Leanne talks a lot about how she got very specific and also because she is the productivity queen, duh. She gives her tips on productivity. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I hope you love this episode and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of All the Things Podcast. I am your guest, I am your host, Regina Lawrence. And today we have a very special guest, much like me. Leanne is a former corporate woman turned coach. And I love to have people who are corporate dropouts come on the show and share with you what their journey was like and share the truth of what it's like going from being in that structured corporate environment to being your own boss, owning your own business, and having your own coaching practice. So welcome, Leanne. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, I love that corporate dropout. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so Leanne and I met last year at a women's self-development and business event. And as soon as I saw her, she stood up and started talking at the beginning of the first day. And I was like, I don't know who she is, but I need to meet and know this woman. And we were able to connect and chat and become long distance friends from meeting at that event. When I met you at that event, were you still working full time? Oh yeah, I had no business then. Like last October, I still was working my full time corporate gig. Oh my gosh, your life has changed completely. Yeah, like a massive, massive amount of changes within the space of a year. What were you doing in corporate America before you dropped out? So I was working, so I spent 10 years working in the grocery industry as a corporate executive. So in a multiple different roles, but as a director of operations, when I was in, uh, when I was in Arizona, that was when I was in my director of operations role on the East coast of, um, the States. So yeah, that's the role that I was in then in the grocery world. So very different to now. What, what made you want to make the pivot and and shift out of that? Uh, I will, I'd spent 10 years, like obviously, as you can tell, I'm not from the States and from England. So I'd, I'd kind of grown up in, in England. I'd taken on this massive corporate job as soon as I graduated out of university. And for 10 years, I had the privilege of traveling internationally and leading massive teams to huge success. And I had my son, Bo, two and a half years ago, and I moved back to the States to South Florida four weeks before he was born. Um, And it was a massive, massive life-changing thing for me as somebody that was so, so much of my self-worth and identity had been wrapped up in being this like corporate high-flying executive. All of a sudden it was a very, um, a very like mm-hmm. eye-opening experience becoming a mom and having to change diapers and breastfeed and you know all the things so I, I you know obviously I love my son dearly but I found that transition from being that corporate exec mo- uh, woman in the t- to becoming a mother very difficult and I did a lot of soul searching during that time and I think having Bo really gave me an opportunity to think about 
do I want to keep working kind of 14, 16 hour like corporate work days? How am I going to do that with a tiny human at home? Uh, and I was lucky that I took uh, English maternity leave. So I had a bit of time to kind of figure that out. So it was whilst I was on maternity leave that I started to think about what it is that wanting to work for myself and what that would look like. Um, and that had many iterations from uh, an interior design company to, you know, a kid's clothing online business as you do you kind of go through all those of like what do I love what am I good at well I love fashion maybe I should start my own fashion brand and uh yeah it was a process really but that was what cued me into into listening into that intuition in my belly of like what is it that I want to do and I knew I wanted to work for myself I just didn't know what it looked like how did you so something that you said was your identity and your worth was tied up in that corporate job and that corporate title I so identify with that because when I was in practice and I started to think about leaving, I was like, but I, this is who I am. Right. My life. What type of work went into really shifting your mindset around your identity and your worth? Oh, massive work. Like obviously the personal development um, event that we went to where we actually met, like that was a big part of that. But I had been, it was when actually when I had Bo, I started listening to loads of podcasts, like a lot of Tony Robbins. I started reading a ton of personal development books. I started consuming a lot of things that made me really to start to question, um, okay. you know, my, my kind of self-worth and how I felt about it. And, and to be honest, a big part of it was where my husband told me to start my own business. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that was like, why are you getting another corporate job when I actually did get another corporate job after I had Bo? Why are you getting another corporate job when you should absolutely work for yourself? You are brilliant, like, why would you not do it? And I was like, well, how would I do it? Like, what, 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 how do I start a business? I don't know how to start a business. And he was like, Leanne, like, come on, like you have done everything. You've traveled internationally. Like you've moved country at the drop of a hat. Like you definitely can start your own business. And I started to lean into like, why am I resisting this so hard? And I really realized that, you know, my, my corporate gig and, and being, you know, in my friendship group, I was always like successful. And my parents were so proud of me when I got this job, I started to realize ah, okay, I see what's happening here is so much of my self-worth and identity is wrapped up in that employee mindset and of being a CEO. Like my, that was my biggest goal was I want to be the CEO of a business. And I didn't realize it was of my own business at the time because I thought the epitome of success was being a CEO in a big corporate company. Totally. With a big office. Like, yeah, exactly. Corner office, all the uh -huh. things, right? Yeah. Your husband's fucking awesome. He's, he's a badass. Like he, amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's, he is the epitome of, he just has the most innate sense of self-worth and he just believes wholeheartedly that everything and anything is possible. Like I remember when we met, we were both living in the States. He's American. And I was being sent back to England I mean, make it sound like I'm going to jail, but sent back to England for a promotion, which I kind of knew was coming. And it was a really big deal. And I was like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this work? And within four weeks of me moving back to England, he had quit his job, signed up to do an MBA in, in, in England, like got funding through the fact that he was a, a veteran, like sorted everything out. Like he is not phased by anything. And he is like oxygen for me. Because whenever I have those moments of, can I do this? I don't know if I can do this. He is the one that will pick me up off the floor and be like, you have a billion percent got this. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a big part of my success story. Yeah. And it's beautiful because like you can borrow his belief in you because he just sounds oh. like so much. Yes. 
Yeah. And that's the thing is he is, you know, my biggest cheerleader. Like I've always said that about him and you're right. Borrowing that belief. Like when I'm having my days of like self-doubt or lack of belief, borrowing it from him is what keeps me going. So that's definitely an important piece for me. Oh, it's so beautiful. Okay. So you talk to your husband, you do the work, you decide like you are going to become your own boss. And I know so many people listening to this are in a similar position where they want to take the leap and they want to be their own boss. Was that an easy, simple transition to go from being this high powered woman in corporate America to starting your own business? No, it was not easy remotely. And actually, um, I had a, a push off the ledge because the corporate, the business that I was working for, my goal was to leave that corporate job by the end of this year. So by December 2020, I was going to leave my corporate job. And in the meantime, I was going to see my six figure salary as an investment vehicle in my own business. So I started realizing that I wanted a coaching business. I started working on that at the start of this year. Well, at the end of February, right before COVID kind of became a thing, the company I was working for was trying to sell. Like It was owned by a private equity group and they were trying to sell the business. Well, after three failed attempts at selling the business, they decided to liquidate the business. So I went from being a multiple six-figure earner on the Friday to being, you have two weeks and the business is closing. So I kind of saw it and realized that I really wanted to go in on myself because actually that news excited me. I was like, this is exactly what I needed. And I'm not sure I would have made that jump had I not have had a good shove from the universe. But that came with its own set of challenges because within two weeks, like my income had stopped. So, you know, that's, that's a very sobering experience when you're used to pulling in, you know, 10, 12 grand a month. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was not an easy transition for me. And there there were definite moments of, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So yeah, it was, it definitely wasn't easy. So, uh, I mean, I'm imagining like there's fear that comes up. There's a lot of questions. What are the things that you did that helped you push through to the next, to creating the business? Yeah. So the biggest things were I had made thankfully good decisions by going to that event in the October and I had met and become friendly with amazing entrepreneurial women like you so that when that happened and I needed to all of a sudden really kind of escalate my business and I'd gone, you know, I had no email list. I had, I think 300 followers on Instagram. It's not like I had this like following of people. I kind of called in the troops, if you will. And I called the women in my life and the entrepreneurial women in my life. And I was like, how do I do this? Where do I start? What should I do? And thankfully I kind of put together a plan um, and I just started taking immediate action. Like I'm somebody that thrives in um, crisis and it felt a little bit like a crisis. So um, I just jumped straight into it and was like, okay, well, now's the time. Like I've been, I'd been doing events for women and I'd been doing coaching a little bit here and there one-on-one, but obviously with working a full-time job and having a two-year-old, that was not super easy. So I literally just did my, did my due diligence and looked around me and thought, who do I know and who has been working with me and how can I serve them at a higher level? And I just jumped straight into one-on-one coaching. And that's kind of how I started to replace my income. Wow. And when you went into one-on-one coaching, what was your focus at the start? Uh, my focus was just showing up and trying to help people. Like I had a, a variety of different clients in different, in different areas of struggle. Like it very, it was not niched. It was not perfect. It was Lord knows it was not 
pretty um and when i watch back those calls now i kind of i do kind of cringe um I, you know I, like kind of going through the process of talking too much at people not asking enough questions and now when i look back i'm like wow no wonder i found one-on-one -on -one coaching so exhausting because i literally was the one that was like just spent an hour pouring into people rather than sitting back and really using my ears and listening and letting people kind of unload if you will so um yeah, it was it was a, a really big transition, you know, coupled with like we were talking about a lot of my identity was so wrapped up in those corporate roles. I was going through all of those, you know, all of those struggles and then layering COVID, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Every challenge that could come at me did. Um, but thankfully, at the time, um, I started getting approached to do some consulting work for a few businesses, which really helped me kind of be able to bridge the gap, work virtually um, and take on a few different consulting roles whilst I really kind of got clear on, I wanted to spend some time getting clear on what is my niche? Who am I really helping here? Because I didn't just want a one-on-one -on -one coach, like random women, as much as I loved it, you know, and helping people is great, but it's like, you can't really have a big impact if you're not really focused on what it is that you're trying to do. And what was the thing that you ultimately decided was like your passion that you wanted to help people do? Yeah. So I, you know, I went through all of the different exercises. I worked with a couple of different people, took a, a few different courses on really what nailing down what my niche was and who I was trying to help. I did the age old entrepreneurial thing where I was like, I want to help women everywhere, everyone, every, <laughs> you know, everybody. And I, I really was like, Leanne, like, come on. Like, you know, every coach that I work with was like, you have to pick a niche. It's so important. And everyone I listened to is like, pick a goddamn niche. And I resisted it so much. And I also wasn't sure or like I was like I think I'm a mindset coach I think I'm a mindset coach and I and then a mindset didn't resonate with me and I was like why is it not resonating and I really just did the work I'll be honest I went through every you know every question that you can find online about how to identify your niche and every like course I could find and I realized quickly when I started thinking about what my zones of genius are is one of the biggest questions I get asked especially by mums is how do you do everything all and make it look so easy like everyone has always been like how are you a great mom how do you cook how do you you know run a business at the time be a corporate you know executive all my all my staff used to ask me that they're like you're always so high energy like how do you do it and I realized that actually my niche was just that, was I had learned over 10 years of working for very efficient, very productive businesses and having to lead massive teams, how to be a very highly productive individual. And that is where the name The Productivity Queen came from, is what a couple of my friends coined me. And that's where I realized that's what my business is, is teaching women, especially female entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneur moms, how to own their time, leverage it, how to be, do, and have everything they want without the compromise. Something I love about what you just said is that you were like, I, you basically were like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I will right. serve. Yes. So I'm just going to take messy fucking action and serve and serve, and we're just going to figure it out as we go. Yeah. And that's the thing I left. I remember leaving Arizona last year and thinking that I was like, I'm just going to start showing up on my Instagram stories. And I, and that's exactly what I did. I, and then all of a sudden people would give me feedback that, Oh, I love watching your stuff. It's so motivating. And I took action and it, and it was messy. And some of the videos and the coaching calls that I listened to, I'm like, Oh God. And I cringe, but it's like every failure served me massively. Every, every piece of feedback was great, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. It was just a great process to really, you have to just start. And I've heard that like everywhere, right? It's like, just do the thing 
thing, just start, yeah. messy action, like fail forward. We all hear all the buzzwords like all over the internet, but the reality is they're buzzwords because it's freaking true. Like you have to just start taking action, like as, as ugly or pretty as it may be. The other thing I love that you said is nailing down your niche and the importance of that. Something I've really been focused on in my coaching and teaching is that the niche is the most important thing. If you don't have a real solid niche, you can't do anything well. You can't write posts or content for your people. You can't create things. Yeah. Um, but we are so resistant to niche down. What do you think? And like, granted, we're always here, niche down, niche down. What was your resistance to the niching at first? So I, I'm looking back now, I realized I was like, but what if no one hires me? What, no, what if no one wants to work with me? If I niche down, like, which is mental because there are 7 billion people on this planet. Wow. If I niche down, what if nobody wants to work with me? And you're right. What ends up happening is then your content is a mess. It's all over the uh -huh. place. No one, no one really understands. I, the amount of questions I got from people where they were like, you're lovely, but I don't know what you do. And I was like, me other, me either, babe. Like, me either. <laughs> It is so important, but I was incredibly resistant. And I know that a lot of us go through that process. And a lot of it is that fear that, but I, but then it narrows down the amount of people that I can work with. But babe, that pool is still gigantic. gigantic like there, yeah. are, there are, there's plenty of room for everybody. And I learned that too, is like, you think, oh my God, but there's so many people in that niche. It's like, it doesn't matter. There's, there's people that will love you and there's people that will love that other person. And they will, they, mm -hmm. newsflash, the people that want to work with you will work with you. And that's all that matters. So yeah, I, uh, I've fought against that for a while too. It's so funny because I had the same fear. It was like, well, if I niche down too specifically, like no one will want to work with me. But guess what? Nobody knows what the fuck you do unless you are specific. <laughs> I remember I got on I got on a coaching call with uh, one of my coaches and she's amazing and she's really good at calling you out on your bullshit. And she the first thing she said to me was, I literally don't know what the fuck you do. Like I I go on your social media and I don't know what the fuck you do. And I and I looked at it. Initially I was like, oh, a little like hurt by that comment. And then you look at it and you're like, nah, she's got a fair point. And when you start being, and I still have work to do on that, but when you start being very specific and you start speaking to that person that you know you're talking to, it becomes more conversational. It becomes really clear to the person on the other end of that, what you are doing and who you serve and whether you're for them or not. And it goes to stuff like, you know, Instagram followers where I used to get so like offended when I'm like, oh, I have th three people have unfollowed me. And now I'm like, I celebrate that because I'm not that person that they need. And so it's easier for me and for them. And it's one of those, it's just such a mindset shift that you have to go through as part of this journey and and it is you know that it is full of very high highs and very low lows um mm. but i just think that it all serves you and you just grow so quickly in this entrepreneur um life like it just is a very different world from what i was certainly used to oh my gosh it's so true so you are the productivity queen what would you say you, if you could say like what your mission statement is what is that yeah. So literally my mission statement is to help female entrepreneurs learn, learn to own their time so that they can be, do and have it all without the compromise. So what I mean by that is, especially as a mom, you often feel when you have your own business. And I felt this a lot when I was still in my corporate job, trying to build my side business, which is where a lot of us start. Right. And 
I felt like I was constantly stealing time either from Bo, my son, from Justin, my husband, from my corporate job, from my sleep, like you name it from my self-care. I felt like there was always a compromise. Like, you know how that feels. You have a week in forward momentum where your per your on side hustle feels like it's doing really well, but then every other area of your life feels like it sucks. And I was like, there has to be a better way than this. Like we have to be able to build a business of our dreams, have be everything we want to be, have and do everything that we want to do and have everything we want to have without having to feel like we're compromising and living off you know that masculine energy of oh you only need four hours of sleep like entrepreneurs get up at four in the morning it's like I just didn't subscribe to that that didn't work for me and I felt like there's got to be a different way and that's really where my company was born out of was teaching women to be super high impact and spend time on the right things and stop being busy and start being productive and then you get massive results in half the time. I love that. Especially women who are mothers and wives like, and have a business and the mom who is a mom and working full time and having the side hustle. I talk to women like this all the time. Yeah. I literally feel like I just, I, I can never catch up. Yeah. Cause the burnout is real. Like I don't care who you are. Like being a mom is exhausting and some weeks are easier than others. But as a mom to a two and a half year old, like I don't have the time sometimes to wash my hair for three days, Never mind build a business. So I need the most effective and productive ways to do everything in my business. And that's where I focus my time. And that is how I built my business is by focusing on the things that are high impact and really forcing myself to do the things that I probably want to resist the most because they're probably the things that are going to move the needle the most in my business. And that's what I teach women to do. Totally. With, with what you're teaching women to do for the mom who, or the woman who's listening right now, who's feeling that burnout because she's trying to be everything and do everything. And is always feeling behind. What is the very first thing that she can do to start to be a bit more productive in her day? Yeah. So, you know, I talk a lot about this and I have a free master your morning routine series that I did that's available on my Instagram. But the biggest thing and the one thing that we always want to do is do more when actually sometimes you need to do less, right? So when you're feeling that level of burnout and you feel overwhelmed, the biggest thing that you need to do is take a step back from being busy and start listening to your intuition and listening to what's going on inside of you. And for me, a strong morning routine is a really big part. Part of that. And the reason why I created that video series is because a lot of people talk about having a solid morning routine. And sometimes when you live on social media, you just see these people like, I, I meditated for an hour this morning. Well, as a mom, I barely have two minutes in the morning to myself, so, you know, where I'm not having to like multitask. So for me, it was about building a morning routine that was as productive as possible, but that also filled up my cup so that I start the day in this amazing mindset and in a mindset of productivity and success driven rather than just feeling well, as soon as you open your eyes you all you feel is i'm tired i'm overwhelmed i don't even know where to get started on this to-do list for me it's about getting really really clear on what your priorities are and that starts with a really solid morning routine so that you can wake up and attack the day because that morning is where you have the most motivation and the most discipline towards your goals and if you wait till the afternoon everything will just continue to get pushed to the next day I love that. And I, I live the same way. Like I have a, my morning, I master my morning. Like there's things that I have to do every morning. And even if each thing is just a couple minutes to like get me set centered for the day, I have to do it. 
Yeah. And you know, we, as women, we do that too. We have that perfectionism syndrome where we're like, well, if I can't work out for an hour, I won't work out at all. But actually like a six minute workout is better than doing zero. And it's like the same thing goes for affirmations, visualization, meditation. Like for me, a three minute meditation of just focusing on my breath and doing box breath for three minutes is so powerful for me to do first thing in the morning and throughout the day when I feel that overwhelm coming. And it's, you can have these habits that are quick and productive, but are also high impact. Like you don't lose the impact just because it's shorter. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing that I like to work on with people because we have this whole notion that, well, if it's not this, then I'm just not going to do it. But it's like, that's ridiculous. Like life rarely goes to plan. We rarely have as much time as we think we're going to have. So it's about being not compromising by not doing something, just still doing it anyway. So for me, if I, you know, some mornings Bo wakes up earlier than others, like I do my affirmations with him and we do it in the car on the way to school. Like, hell, hell, I'm still doing it. And also having a positive impact on my tiny human. So it's just about not compromising on the things that you know, help you, put you in a good mindset, make you feel good, make you feel productive like you shouldn't have to steal joy from every area of your life just because you're busy totally do you have daily non-negotiables for your day that like you have to get these in no matter what yes so for me that looks like working out for 30 minutes and like that is something that's really important like I don't always do that every day I try and do that four times a week but exercise is a really easy quick way for me to turn my mood around and that's something that I've done for years my husband is like a fitness fanatic and it really helps like yesterday I really didn't feel like working out and so he worked out with me and it's like that was really helpful. But the other things for me, a daily visualization is really powerful for me. And I do that right before I go to sleep at night. And the first thing when I wake up in the morning, I just spend the last few minutes before I drift off and the first few minutes of the morning visualizing myself having already achieved my goals for the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. And I do it for the next 90 days because sometimes when we do visualization that's three years or five years down the road, you know, oh, visualize yourself as though you've got everything you ever wanted. That feels overwhelming. Like that is a lot and it feels very far off you know if you're driving uh you know i'm try- kind of trying to think of a car but if you're if your goal is to have a, a g-wagon and live in a five million dollar house and you live in a two hundred thousand dollar house right. and you're driving some crappy old car it just m- kind of sometimes can make you feel a bit crap about yourself and like it's too far in the distance so for me i like to focus on 90 days because that's how i map out my goals and that's mm-hmm. what i visualize so for me working out visualization And then also practicing gratitude and journaling is a really big one for me. And again, I know the first thing that comes up from people, the first objection I hear from the women I work with, I don't have time to journal. I don't have time, you know, and gratitude gets boring after a while of doing the same three things every single day. Well, I talk about this in my series, but for me, journaling can be five minutes. Like it doesn't have to be some big laborious thing. It can just be a quick check-in of how do I feel this morning? How can I make sure I show up for myself today? Like just using those two prompts in itself can help you. And likewise, gratitude. I like to just, in the morning, even if I'm like, sometimes when I'm driving boat to school, I'll record a quick voice note to somebody that I love. Like obviously all my family is across the pond and I'll send them a quick voice note of like, or a quick video of me and Bo in the car when we get to school of morning, we love you, we miss you. We're so grateful like for you, have an amazing day. And just those little things help to really put me in a really positive mindset. So really those ones are my non-negotiables. I love that. And I hear the same thing from women. They're like, I'm just, I am constantly saying I'm grateful for the same things. I'm like, well, find gratitude for other things. Like, yeah, sometimes my gratitude seems so silly. Like, 
I'm like, I'm really grateful for how soft my pillow is. I'm really grateful for how delicious my coffee tastes. Like yes. just being in, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just being in the energy of gratitude. Exactly. And that's the problem with gratitude is it's become again, another buzzword and people are like, I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my health. And they start to feel like you lose that emotion behind it. So I encourage my clients to find the emotion. And you're right. It's in the little things. Like when you put on an outfit and you feel good, be like, I'm grateful today that I feel fierce. Like I, I'm, I'm like loving this feeling and be like, take a moment to relish in the gratitude of that moment. Or if you work out and you felt good that morning, be like, I'm really grateful that I felt badass this morning when I just worked out. Like you can express gratitude in so many ways. You just have to get more creative. And for me personally, adding gratitude with connection, i.e. sending someone a voice note or sending someone a video makes me feel good because not only am I positively impacting on my own mindset, I'm also positively influencing somebody else's day. And from an energetic perspective, that just fills up my energy tank. So I love that. Totally. And something else it made me think of is like with, from doing the morning gratitude, like we think like, oh, I just do my gratitudes in the morning or my gratitudes at night. But it actually like, we need to think about how can we send it into our life. So like, I'll be driving somewhere and like, I'll be running late or something will happen or someone will cut me off. And I'm just like, thank you because this was supposed to happen for some reason. Yes. I don't know where yeah. I'm now, right? You're right. And it's not just, and that's the thing is, you know, a lot of women are like, okay, well, I've watched your videos and I've got all these morning routine tips, but actually I find that journaling works better for me at night. And I'm like, so queen, do it at night. Like whatever works for you, like mm-hmm. literally whatever works for you is what you should do more of. Like just because I tell you to do these five things in the morning, if it works for you in the afternoon, in the middle of the day, in the evening, I don't care. I just care that you feel productive and high impact. So mm-hmm. do you like, here are the tools and then use them and make them work for your day and how it fits in for you. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Where can people find you and how can people work with you right now? What offerings do you have? Yeah, so I actually just launched my Productivity Queen Academy, which I am so proud of and so excited about. So we, uh, the Academy is literally a monthly subscription and it's only $20 a month. And I'm not even kidding you when I tell you, it won't say that price forever because it's obscene yeah. value, obscene value. So you get in there access to a video vault full of productivity trainings. So there is a, there's everything you need on clarity, on how to plan your day, on eating the frog, every productivity tip I have is in there. And then every month we have a brand new theme and I do different video trainings. I give you audio affirmations, visualizations, manifestations, like meditations, and they're all under 10 minutes. So they're super easy to fit into your day. You also get the exact high impact planner that I use as a printable and a monthly guest expert on the theme that we have that month. So this month's theme is productivity and next month's theme is energy. And every single month we attack a different theme just to give you a 360 view of everything because ultimately being productive is related to your self-worth, your self-confidence, your self-care, your energy, like everything is related to how productive you are. Um, So yeah, so we're going to give your listeners a 50% off code, which Regina, I'm sure will link in the show notes but uh that's my my biggest thing at the moment and i'm working on some more kind of i coach women one-on-one and i'm working on some group options too so there's a bunch of ways but i'm grow dot with leanne on instagram so l-e-a-n-n-e so i would love to hear from your your listeners on what they found from this this interview i would love that and guys go check out leanne and also remember in her instagram she has her mastering your morning that we talked about today. So make sure you go and subscribe for that and get all the goodness.
thank you so yeah. much for being a guest. I loved having you. you in your no, I always love to see you, Queen. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And if you guys love this episode, please take a screenshot, post it in your story, tag myself and Leanne, and let us know what you loved about it. As always, I love you guys. I hope you have the most beautiful week, and I will see you all next week on the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved what you heard, I would be beyond thankful if you would share this podcast on your Instagram story and share with me what about the episode with me or with my guests that you loved. Also, please remember if you love this podcast to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss out on all of the incredible guests and topics that we have lined up for you during this crazy year. And as always, if there is ever a guest or a topic or anything you would like for me and a guest to discuss, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. Lots of love, guys.